<laughs> Welcome to Burning in Hell. What's up? <laughs> I'm your host, Hannah Burner, and welcome to Burning in Hell. Is there sound effects that are going to go with that? I literally have not introduced you yet. Shut the fuck up. Oh, okay. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay, um, so I am with (laughs) Andy Cohen's assistant, but I hate calling you that because you are so much more than that, like so much more annoying than that. Yeah, thank you. Um, I really am. I'm annoying in many ways. You are, and you're also drunk right now, which I actually appreciate. Yeah, I'm a little tipsy. You're way more fun. Thank you. You normally have like a stick up your ass. I know, I'm really like... I would say that I'm too professional. Like, that's probably my problem. You know what? When my dad met you, met you he turned to me and he goes, I think that girl's going to fire me. <laughs> that's amazing. And uh, that's true. Um, he should be getting his notice in the mail very but, shortly. But it's a great thing that you could turn on your professionalism, but then you can, like, hang out and be fun. Yes. Um, she's also Andy's best friend and sometimes therapist, according to her. He hasn't told me that, but she's told me that. Let's go with that. Yeah. He doesn't need to know that I'm saying all these things. No, he's not going to listen to this fucking podcast. Definitely not. He he's way shit. too busy. Yeah, he's too he's, important. Hannah, I'm unfamiliar with your work. Right. <laughs> Listen to the show. Um, But you are also the host of Bravo's web series, Weekly Pregame. That's correct. And the throwback show? Yeah, Throwback Bravo, which throwback I told you Bravo. about. So you memorized half of the title. I just vaguely remembered something about throwing back. That's, that's as long as it's not throwing up Bravo, like you got the title right. Throwback I, Bravo. I like to throw up peace signs. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when I drink too much rosé on the weekends. And lastly, you're the co-host of Martinis and Murder podcast on Oxygen, which apparently is popular. I haven't heard about it, but yeah, apparently dude. it's popular. Like we got written up in like the New York Times in February on the front page of That's the art section. We have over three million downloads. Like three million downloads. Yeah, we're like kind of popular. Why don't you invite me on it? Well, have you murdered anyone recently? I know in your past you've had a colored, sorted affair. Today, I've thought about murdering maybe seven people. That counts. You can come on. Okay, so this is why I fucks with Darren. Yeah. The second I met this girl, yeah. you know, it's hard. Girls are tough. It's a competitive environment. Don't I know it. I got invited to do a show with Taylor Strecker. Mm-hmm. Love that bitch. And this girl, yes. Darren. And everyone's like, you're going to love Darren. I'm like, first of all, don't tell me how I'm going to feel about someone. Uh, right, because now I'm going to automatically fucking hate you. Yeah, That's like, why I'm, I'm like, my I've, guard's up. Or I have pressure. If you're not like the coolest, funniest person, I'm like, this girl sucks. Why do people like her? Exactly. We actually met on the radio show. We didn't even like get a text message beforehand. Yeah. Like, hey, meeting you tomorrow. It was just like, oh, you're in the room. I just went on the mic. She was on the mic. And immediately we were performing. And during it, I was like, oh, she's funny. And then I was trying to like, we keep hit our up stride. with her. We hit our stride. Yeah. And then Taylor, the host, got to kind of annoyed with us because we were having too much fun and she was like guys this is my fucking show my name's taylor (laughs) yeah we were like "Uh, oh she didn't talk for like 10 minutes which never happens (laughs) and And when she did we both turned on her and (laughs) shat on her we were like taylor shut up and then so much so when she let us co-host like a couple weeks ago we were we made a point to like take 20 (laughs) minutes out of it to do like a psa of how much we love taylor we were just like we hope she feels better it was like an obituary it was it was definitely a eulogy at her (laughs) funeral and we were just like we have to oversell this because we felt so bad is we had so much fun and then she got all this like hate mail from her fans who are older like who are these young millennials yeah shitting on taylor we don't like them we hate them (laughs) separate them they're too much energy so instead of letting it hurt my ego i said you know what i'm gonna make my own fucking podcast and i'm gonna curse as much as i want fuck yeah and talk about whatever i want and today I want to talk about some of your demons. Oh, I've got many. I am a lesbian, so you know. So I'm already going to hell. 
I've already got <laughs> demons. Like, there's so many, like, I'm already, like, the worst human you've ever met. Just okay, by that. it's funny because if anyone met Darren, she has a perfectly symmetrical face. Oh, thanks. And a haircut that's almost too put together. You're like, do you ever have frizz? Ever. Oh, wow. Keep it coming, Hannah. Keep going. And you have your job that's, like... We get it. It sounds like the most fun job <laughs> in the world, and you have a lot of shit going on. We get it. And right. then you're like, this is the kind of person I want to have my show, because I'm like, what is her weakness? <laughs> what keeps her up at what night? What can I capitalize what can, on? What can I use against her at a later date when we're drunk? I, well, women are my weakness, so this is already starting out. Because you're, what I what I heard about you before coming on was that you're a woman. <laughs> I know, I have, it's been, I haven't been confirmed nor denied, and I can't really say, although right before this, I did touch your boob, and I can say that they're very nice. You didn't touch it, you full cupped it. Yeah, and you know what? I heard no objection from you, and I just no, went for it. I'm very comfortable. And you're not wearing a bra. No. So it was like, it was a healthy <laughs> helping of boob, and I felt great about it. Let's just say. Darren has a girlfriend, by the way. Yeah, I do. Oh, I do. I do. I so do. let's just remember Who that. Who loves you? Who loves Who you? I have a good relationship with, and I'm not trying to tarnish yes. through this podcast. She quotes you all the time, because when you first met her, she was like, you, you said, Darren, I need to find someone like your girlfriend, because she's the gardener, and you're the flower. And I feel like I'm the flower, <laughs> and I need to find a gardener. And that's quote, like verbatim what you had said. When she repeats it, is she making fun of me, or is she saying I'm smart? No, I think it's like, I'm the act, like the way I'm saying it is making fun of you because it's like I feel a cue in the like the music mm -hmm. but you were absolutely right and that's totally how like I view our relationship like well, she plants me enough about me what do you think about me yeah um, I you're sexy I've been having I'm like attracted to all these party boys because I are not party boys but life of the party boys okay so like the guy who can take over the room because I see similarities in myself and him, like, oh, he has to be loud because he's insecure. Or, oh, like, he has to be loud because he's insecure. And then, Deep. But Deep. then, but so then I'm attracted to him because I see similarities because we're both loud. But then as we're together, we are just not, it doesn't mesh. But I like a shy guy, but then I'm afraid the shy guys get afraid of me. I like a quiet, confident man. Yeah, I feel like you need someone who's going to let you be the center of attention, much like me. I'm not saying that as a judgment way, but I think you need someone who's not going to compete with that with you. I love that. Because you are your own personality. You're confident. You're a strong woman. Like, you know who you are. And yes, I think, keep going. I, you know, like, uh, uh, <laughs> you have nice clothes. Uh, <laughs> you live in a good apartment. You're a good tennis player. I am. Um, I'm great. Sure. I was actually going to bring you a tennis ball today as like a as like an early birthday gift that would and be then so I, creepy. I forgot Please it um, don't so do maybe that. later i forgot it but let's just say like in spirit i did that for you because that would be that would make me amazing wow i've never seen a tennis ball before that's awesome yeah i thought like i'll teach you some things okay yeah. let's just like you stay in your you know assisting. my lane oh 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 my lane that's what that means i'll be an assistant but you know what's funny my therapist is like she kind of makes me feel guilty for liking being the center of attention because she's like, why do you like to be it? What are you compensating for? You have to give other people space in conversations. And mm -hmm. I'm like, I feel like I do. But is it that bad that you want to find someone who's obsessed with you? No, I, I, I get the same thing, too, where I think like, you know, anyone who's like the center, anyone who's like a host or the star of something, I think they want attention because it's probably coming from an insecurity. Me too. You know mm. what I mean? Like I, I've always craved that. It's just that. like we want to prove something for a reason and yeah. everyone has their own reason. I want my opportunity to like show off 
that I can be That's funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Show it's a little bit of a show off thing. And we play well together. Like, we show off well together. Yeah, but I, I like, I've never felt competitive with you in that way. Like, Me neither. I felt like we've comp complimented each other because we do way. have a slightly different sense of humor like yeah. you're dumb i'm smart right you're you know it's just i'm good looking you're okay looking okay yeah yeah i mean okay looking at is least i'm decent. dumb and pretty <laughs> actually you're like i can tell you're freakishly smart so i constantly try to make sure you're not outsmarting me oh yeah well this is why you come to me for advice sometimes this is why we like really dive deep. i like to surround myself with people who are smarter than me yeah no because you're you're smart as well and that's that was smart of me to do that correct thank Although, you in front of, like, other people, you want to be around dumb so you appear smart. This is just, like, behind closed doors. Like, when you introduce your parents to Wait, someone, I'm you're like... this down. They're like, oh, they're in Mensa. But, like, <laughs> to meeting someone on the street, you hang out with, like, dumb fucking people. So, you're like, yeah. Hannah's just so smart. I mean, my God, she really knows how to dress herself. Like, this is what people are saying to you. Anyway. Anyway. Speaking of... Yes. This is... I can't segue that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I want to talk about martinis and murder. Uh-huh. I'm familiar with it. What is the deal with, like, being obsessed with murder and, like, that kind of dark shit? Well, I sort of feel like it's a new thing. I think Serial kind of kicked it off mm-hmm. and then, like, Netflix capitalized on it with making a murder. I would say this is a relatively recent phenomenon, especially among women in the past three among or five. Among women? Definitely so among women. men are not as into it? I think that it the true crime genre is mostly followed by women. That I would, is so I say, interesting and sickly. But here's the thing. Here's the reason I think that is because, and this is sort of this was this was actually articulated best in the New York Times article that I was mentioning for Martinis and Murder. Oh my God, we uh, get it. It's that which I think I've talked to you about. Like, there's that quote that said, like, on a first date, a guy is worried that the woman is going to embarrass him, but the woman's worried that the guy's going to murder her. And I think if you become obsessed with murder, it sort of empowers you and it makes you kind of take back control of it. And that's why I think that women are that so interested. so interesting. It's their own form of empowerment. I joke that Netflix is obviously a huge way that people find these things. Yes. That at first you're like, oh, I'm going to learn about GMOs and Princess Di- Diana. And then you like come across a cult documentary. Like, like Charlie Manson. Kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the next thing you know, the only thing that like gets me off on Netflix is like pedophilia and like mass I murders. Yeah. And like I was with this dude and we're like, let's watch something on Netflix. And it shows my recommended. Oh God. And it was so fucked. It was like <laughs> recommending like murdered prostitutes in the last oh. decade. See, that's why those <laughs> top picks for you is like, it's like social media. Like it you're going to get fucked. But then I like made a joke about it. Like, yeah, I have a sick mind. But um, that was so embarrassing. Yeah, no, that's pretty embarrassing. Did he comment? He did. Like, I called it out. I went ahead of it. Okay, you were like, oh. I went ahead of it. And I just joked. I'm like, we're documentaries. Am I right? (laughs) Yeah. What's the deal with them? (laughs) As he slowly backs away from you. (laughs) But the interesting thing is you've probably heard that women are the most likely to murder people they know, while men just murder. They're more likely to murder people they don't know. Women have higher standards than men. Women have motives. Women women have are I, strategic. I saw a really funny meme the other day that was like, uh, women like a guy that makes a plan, commits to that plan, <laughs> and executes on that plan, and that's why women are obsessed with serial killers. And I was like, <laughs> that's actually hilarious and fucking brilliant and true. That's fucking crazy. That's got to be it. Like, look at him. He's committed to his he's committed to his craft. Like, that's endearing. Like, this is how lowly. That is so funny, right? but this true. Is, yes. I'm going to get dark about, like, one of my biggest demons that I talk to, don't talk about enough is, like, 9-11. Yeah. That when I was 10 years old, I remember sitting in my classroom smelling like a 
burnt barbecue. And people, I even made a joke, like someone burned their chicken and then people started to get sent home. You went outside and there was paper flying everywhere. You go home, everyone's crying. Like kids in my class had parents die. And then like after that, I got really into tennis. Like I put all my like craziness, just like let's focus on this sport. But dealing with something that scary was so traumatizing. It's almost like being able to watch fucked up things like will help desensitize you to, like, the scary shit of the world. Like, instead of going to sleep at night, like, what if New York City blows up tomorrow? You're just like, I could watch the most fucked up shit, and I'm good. It does connect you, though, a little bit. Like, it makes you feel a little bit safer in knowing of how, I I guess, like, you know, the the best disinfectant is sunlight. And I think when you know more about how these kill, certain killer behaviors or certain this and that, it makes you feel more confident in being able to combat that later on. Do you feel like you could tell if a person's a serial killer or not just by spending time with them? Um, I've never, as far as I know, I've never spent time with a serial killer. So I guess it would happen. And then like, uh, then again, we've been on this podcast for like 10 minutes. So I'll tell you in about 15. Uh, So we'll see about that. I I definitely could tell if someone was like leaning towards sociopath. And they're... It's fucked There's up. There's a lot of people. There's not, a lot of not them. Not that sociopaths are necessarily serial killers or the other way, but you clearly have some. If you're going to murder anybody, you have something fucked up about you. I also like, love calling people sociopaths, uh, like over little things. Like this guy bit into his string cheese the other day, and I was like, "You are a sociopath." Well, that's just fucking. You're a monster. I'm monster. sorry. It's, it's string cheese. It's I not just stick of cheese. It's just the most fucked up thing I've ever heard. Yeah, no, that's that's fucking wrong. That's fucking disgusting. Um. Dump him now. With that said, you have your martinis and murder. Yeah. But you also have your job, obviously, working at Bravo. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about segueing into celebrities. Sure. And they're fucked up individuals, many of them. A lot of them. Not my boss, shockingly enough, but a lot of them are. It's And that's insane to me. I know. Why do you think some celebrities are fucked up and some aren't? Well, I really can't say for, I really can't use like a hard and fast rule because I don't want to assume that everyone has the same path. But like for, with Andy, for example, he got famous and super successful in his 40s. He was already a person. It wasn't like Justin Mm. Bieber that got famous when he was 14 and that's all he knows. And people were feeding him grapes since the age of 15. That seems normal to him. Whereas like with Andy, he worked his way up. He was like us. You know what I mean? Like he did the nine to five. He did overtime for years and years and years without getting any recognition. And I think that humbled him. Mm. So when he became famous and became a celebrity, he knows what it's like to be me. And he's not going to treat me poorly because of it. So I think it's an age thing. I Tell just think me what so... you told me about what? what his best piece of advice was for you, because I think this is psychotic um when i went in i went into his office maybe six months of being on the job i've been with him for seven years and i was like what is the best piece of advice you've ever received and he said always take a vacation and i was like oh is that the thing that we were talking about yeah, is that what, yeah. and he, i was just like always take Did like, i give you a weird look what but yeah you were like i was like what? i was actually spacing out um thank you this is that's what i've been doing this entire <laughs> podcast i hope that i'm speaking english um i'm drunk and <laughs> And I was like, that's such an odd piece of advice for a boss to give you. Like, always take a vacation. Like, who the fuck says that? Like, normally bosses are like, put in 40 hours a day and do this and that. Like, Andy's never been like that. In fact, he told me he's going on. We're going on a hiatus um, soon. And he was like, take my Hamptons house for a week and just take a vacation. 
why the fuck was what? I invited to like, this? Like, I didn't happen yet, so okay. you might be invited to we'll this. We'll see how this this ends up. Yeah, me I and my mom. I did let you touch like, my tip. Uh, well, I do owe you now. Yeah. Now I That's feel like. That's how things work. Yeah. It's like, I, I sucked your dick, now you gotta buy me dinner. It's oh, like, God, I should have thought about this before the boob yeah, grab. That's Great. why I liked it so much. Yeah. I was like, she doesn't even know what I'm gonna make her do. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm You want to touch the other one? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Cost me too much. <laughs> so with that said, yeah. you've probably dealt with some shit celebrities i find a lot of celebrities have weird life-sucking energy <laughs> how do you cope with that during your day-to-day or do people respect you because you're like with andy well there's there is a little bit of that where i do think people i don't get the real person originally because as soon as i say i'm andy's assistant they're like oh hey um you're cute like what's going on it's like if do i you was, like when people call you cute i hate being called cute it makes me feel younger than I am. Not that I want to be older than I am, but like cute is something you're called when you're like 15. I don't like that. I don't think people should I mean, call it's you that. Better than ugly, but I don't think of myself as cute. But it's nice. They mean it nicely. I just you're like. You're so cute. I don't, is like patronizing. It's, it's a little demeaning. It's like, oh, you're my little like pocket beanie baby. I'm just going to. St-. I'm like, no, I'm a person. I'm like, you know what's cute? The fact that your job sucks and you're jealous of my job. <laughs> yeah, that is. That is. Hannah, you're cute. You're cute. Wait, did I call you cute before? What did you say on the couch? And I was like, oh, because we were talking about having affairs. And you were like, but he's married. And I was like, you're so adorable. See, I don't mind if you call me cute. I don't want a person in a professional setting to call me cute. That's fair. That's fair. And, and I did say it to you patronizingly. So the, the fact that you liked it was very, was very important So we've established that everyone, like, treats you amazing all the time. Well, you have a good podcast. Definitely not all the time, but there's, there's moments. There's there been a bad moment in particular? There hasn't been a bad moment. I do remember when I first started and I went to, I won't say the person, but I went to the Real Housewives of New York reunion and I was going there to see Andy. This was, was it like, Ramona? I won't say who it was. I'll tell you after. And <laughs> Oh my and, and, God. And say, Why the fuck would I put you on this podcast? This person is to me now. Like, this person is she on the Housewives? She's on the Housewives. Does she have blonde hair? Um, I won't say. Well, the Bravo, Bravo celebrities, which is an actual term, are a little bit different than I think normal celebrities. But this, I was going up to the stage, which was kind of like on a platform, like three steps, nothing major. And I was giving, I was handing Andy his cell phone. And as I'm walking up these stairs, you know, like my hands are moving. One of the housewives is coming down and she puts, she extends her hand. Like, you know how the queen like shakes a hand where it's like a downward motion? Like, oh, nice to meet you, like royal. She fucking sticks her hand out to me. Me, and I go to grab it to like shake her hand and I have to hold her as she steps down three steps. And she has no idea who you are. Doesn't know who I am, doesn't say hi. It's like as if I was literally stationed there just to be the handrail That's for her going down her three ass. fucking steps. You trip her ass. And then I'd be fired. Uh, Andy would yell you at say me. Say it's a mistake. Oops, sorry. Huh? I'm so cute. I didn't know. Your fault for wearing eight inch heels. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Like it so was demeaning. With this crazy fucking job, now yeah. I want to get a little darker because you're pretty good at I'm trying to get to you, and you're you're pretty good because you're drunk right now at yeah. making it funny. I'm but I'm trying to make you cry. Okay. Okay. But for real, what gives you ex- like the most anxiety day to day? Like, what's triggering to you that like gives you stress? Anything to do with Andy's travel gives me stress, and anything to do with my career gives me like utter stress. Like, what kind I, of stuff with your career? Like, I never know what the next step is. Like, I I, I never thought I was going to be with Andy for more than two years. Then it was three years. Then it was mm-hmm. four years, and I was like, I got to get out of here. Like, I can't be an assistant forever. Like, 
I'm just, I'm so far behind everyone else and everyone's making money and doing this and doing that. And even though I love my job, I questioned it all the time. And like, I questioned liking it so much. Like, I shouldn't be having this much fun yeah. at 25. Like, what do you mean? I should like, be having my job. makes you a little uncomfortable because yes. it's like, oh, I'm content. I must not be doing enough. Exactly. And I'll go home and I'll just be like, I could be doing more. Why don't I have my own this? Oh, because I'm a piece Someone of shit. Someone once told me that really successful people are a combination of like driven, hardworking, and a little insecure. Yeah, definitely. Because if you're content at any time, 100%. shit doesn't move. They say you should, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Yeah. And that's why I think you have so many projects because you could just be Andy's assistant and have a pretty good ass time. I, that's, and I talk about this with my parents all the time. And my parents are like, we know that you're not going to be, but like in theory, you could be. And most people would be more like would kill for that position like be a lifetime assistant for this amazing person who treats me really well i could do it for 30 fucking years do your parents care what you do um i mean they definitely care about me being independent you know my mom always taught me to be like financially independent of everyone like make sure you can support yourself i my mom's an engineer my dad was an investment banker we had a a sports store like a ski shop growing up so then he took that it was like a family business don't fucking call me Juliana. um and so they're you know they're successful and they're smart in their own right and i was the first person in my family to want to be in entertainment and i want to be a game show host which is so specific and when i told them that one game show network like gsn oh Please, bitch. Come oh, on now. I know everything about I fucking loved that. I'd watch that shit all the time. I told didn't I tell you the story about my ex boyfriend? Didn't I tell you that game show story? You dated a dude. Okay, is that like the breaking news of this whole thing that I'm not a gold star gay and I dated a boy for four years and it was literally the best relationship I've ever had? Four years? Granted I was in high school. Are you coming out as straight right now? I'm coming out as like Was he just your best friend? No, I was genuinely attracted to him. Like, I enjoyed his having penis intercourse inside with him. you. Does anyone enjoy a penis, like full blown penis? Like, inside I don't you know. or just there? Well, I mean, now that I've had sex with a strap on, there's really no difference. So mm-hmm. it's like, was I really enjoying the penis or just like the potential to orgasm, which I think is more valid. Accurate. So if someone's your friend and he, orgas- he helps you orgasm, does that mean you're straight? Uh, yeah. Like, does the genitalia? Ew, no, 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 I'm no. I'm so fucking confused right now. I'm confused. I think it's an emotional thing. Like, I loved him. He was an like, amazing guy. Do, were you excited to see him? Yeah, and when I see him now, like, I get excited. Was he hot? Uh, he was. He was attractive. Was he tall? He, he was tall. He was six three. Blue eyes. Preppy. You would have loved him. He you played basketball and golf. Prep. You would have loved it. Is he single? Actually, the only... No, he just got married in March. Ew. But the story I was going to tell was that freshman year, I was, like, looking up, like, how to be a game show host. Like, Google, how do you become a game show host? And there were these tryouts to come out um, to be a contestant on this game show that had just come out. Do you watch Jeopardy? Oh, every day. I knew that. Continue. Every day. Just that's tell. not a game show. That's a quiz show. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, and And... It was like, try to become a contestant. And I was, you know, 18, 19 at the time. And for those of you who don't know, if you're going to try for a show, I'm sure you can attest to this, Hannah. Like, it's like <laughs> nine hours of, of just like being anywhere, like sitting in the audience of Price is Right. It's like nine fucking hours. Like, everything. It just takes like, all day. Like, who wants day. to be a millionaire? You could sit there all day all and knock it day. on. All day. Like, all day. When Andy does Love Connection, like, those audience members are sitting there. Just Do you like, go to that show? All the time. Because I want to be a game show. So you can't not take me. And, uh, this, you know, it came out. And I was like, listen, I have no experience in the game show. I was like, let me go be this contestant. Like, and I'll find out, like, how game shows are made. 
but he was in the city at the time. I grew up in a suburb of Manhattan. And I was 19, and I was like, I convinced, his name was Jamie, and I was like, Jamie, you have to go with me. And he was like, I don't want to go with this like, fucking thing. <laughs> and I was like, listen. I was like, this could be a scam. Was that your straight voice? Yeah, I was like, listen, <laughs> this could be a scam, and I could be raped, and you're not going to feel good if I get raped. I literally said that you're verbatim. You're a monster. Total, total fucking monster. This is why I'm gay now. I just put all of my bitchy efforts onto women. And he was like, oh, fine. Like, what are you going to say? Like, if there's a potential for me to be raped, he's not going to not come. So he went you with me. You could potentially be raped at any moment, any time. That's why right I'm doing this podcast. That's why I'm here. I kind of was like, got a little raped in the beginning. It did get on. I touched your boob. <laughs> and I made him come with me. And as we're, like, as we're, like, you know, waiting to be trying out, I'm like, can you just please try out? Like, it'll increase our chances. Like, you're very charming. Like, do it. And he was like, I don't want to. I was like, please. This is my dream. He did it. Of course, two months later, he gets a call back to become the contestant on this game show. He was the <gasps> first contestant ever on this game show. And he won a million dollars at 19. And he's the youngest person ever to Shut win a million dollars on the game show. And he's up. in the Guinness Book of World Records. Shut the fuck up. And oddly enough, the company that produced that game show is the same company that produces Watch What Happens Live, which is where I work now. And like, I told the head of MSU, Did I was like- Did he win the million dollars and dump you? Uh, I dumped him and he offered me half. So he was like a really good guy and I Did didn't take, take it. it. No. I would have been like, give me a quarter. I'm a fucking idiot. And he, he had like a tougher childhood. After he had taxes, to pay for his. That would have been. He got a hundred grand pre-tax every year until we were 29. We just turned 30 this year. So he literally just what got. What does he do for a living? Of course, he's a fucking lawyer. So he's like already wealthy. But he was like, I'm going to get you whatever you want. What do you want? And I, Hannah, to this day, I cannot tell you why I fucking said this, but I was like. I always wanted to go hot air balloon riding. I don't know why. Oh like, God. take me to fucking Japan. No. I said fucking hot also air balloon riding. dangerous. In Hello. Vermont. Oh, have you ever been? So dangerous. No, I'm not a psycho. Oh, my God. The landing on it broke my arm. I mean, it was super fun. But, like, oh, my. I literally, it was like crash landing. And that's what I fucking got from making him win a million dollars. So when you were dollars. dating him, did you ever, like, see a girl in the corner of your eye and be like, mm, I wonder what her vagina is like? Oh, my God. Like. All the fucking time. I kissed a girl in kindergarten. I should have known then. But I had crushes on women. You know, you don't really know, at least for me, I didn't really know. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, I just thought, oh, she's attractive. Like, maybe I could be bi. Maybe I could be this. Like, I wasn't, because I still love Jamie, and I was attracted to Jamie, and I still find men attractive. Mm -hmm. But I do remember freshman year sitting in my psych of gender class, and my professor was like, you know, roughly one out of every 10 people is gay, like 10% of people. And I and I went to a small college, and there was like 25 kids in the class, and I was like, holy shit, that that. There's two people who are probably gay in this classroom, and one of them is definitely me. Like, I remember having that moment. That's crazy. Yeah, and I was like, it, I am totally a fucking lesbian. <laughs> Did that scare you? Definitely. I, hit, I, I didn't hide it. Like, the hardest thing for me was coming out to myself as opposed to other people. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's always hard finding out that you're different in a way it or, like, not in the majority. The, the social construction that comes with it. Definitely. If there wasn't all that stereotyping around it. Yeah. It probably would have been easier if we just lived in a world where it's like some people like women, some people like men. My dad, personally, he's hilarious because he says that he loves lesbians. Like, he says that he gets. Don't we all, he, sweetie? He's, he's like, I totally understand lesbians. He's like, men are disgusting. Yeah, men my are dad's gross. like hairy, sweaty, smelly, just gross. disgusting. He's like, how do you ever like women's bodies are so beautiful when i came out to my dad he said and this kind of goes back when you ask like do your parents care what you do like my parents just always wanted me to be happy and they never wanted me 
to have a harder life. And I think when you're gay, it automatically makes it a little bit harder, mm-hmm. right? Like just, and I'm not complaining about my hard be- my life being hard in any sort of way, but it is a little bit harder. And so I think that was their concern. But when I came out to my dad, I was like, dad, uh, I like women. And he was like, I totally get that. Men and women like women because women are totally sexy. So that makes sense. <laughs> and that was it. And like, we never talked about it again. We would just talk about women. My brother was the exact same way. We were just like, great, I can bitch to you about all my female troubles now. And I was like, great. And it was just so easy. And, you know, my mom took a little, I think moms, especially maybe with your parents, like, she was living vicariously through me because I was oh, her daughter yes. and I only have a brother. And My like, mom will literally get more worked up about guys I'm dating than I am. She cried she's more living over my you. breakup. Yes, and like your reflection of her, like, like you're a product of her. She like boyfriend sometimes. It's a problem. Wow, that's not, we need to get into that. That's burning <laughs> in hell part two. Um, but I also think that lesbians are so critical to our society. I'm not just sucking your dick right now. I wish you were. That would make this <laughs> so much better. Your strap on. Yeah. I just think that it's purple. Back in the day, straight women were so focused on finding a husband. Yeah. Were lesbians, they just had like a dude, but they were more driven in ways. Like I think a lot of first ladies who were really great were gay. I think a lot of really powerful women in history were gay. I 100% agree with that. And, and I'll we'll like, never know. And you'll think twice about it and you'll be like, they were, or some incredible male totally. artist. Michelangelo's fucking gay. Oh, he's the no biggest homosexual. Dude, absolutely. No straight dude would ever be like, oh, let's detail that fucking ceiling. With and then the, the detail on the penises are very precise. Oh, a little yeah, a, a little, little too, too precise. precise. <laughs> yeah, I would just do like and a, a little blurred box, like Ooh, black box. <laughs> this is appropriate. Uh, lesbians are critical to society, me in particular. So, going off of yeah that. Mm-hmm. I need to work on my transitions really a lot. Yeah, you anyway, do. I'm but I like on. I like that you like each transition's like a little sexual. I'm like so, so getting off. I mean, going off of that, <laughs> like like that's what you just did, and that was very appropriate. I'm into that. We'll work on your segues so later. So rolling into the next one. Yes. <sighs> um, what's your biggest insecurity? Whether it's in dating, like physically, emotionally, in your job. Oh man, that's a really good question. Because um, like, I I guess having no talent is my biggest. Well. Yeah, I but think. that's just a fact. Yeah, well, I mean, that's right, <laughs> right? Like, I think because I'm, I know it's a fact, it's I'm my biggest kidding. insecurity. What, what where the I'm like, fuck, do you mean having no talent? I just worry. I think because I'm, I work for a man that's wildly successful, and I've been around him since I was twenty fucking two, and I was, you know, everyone in my family super smart. All my friends are smart. Everyone, like, I look at you, and you're just doing like so many amazing things for your age, Stop. and it's like, I, and I'm like, am I? Am I not getting those opportunities because I'm not talented enough? Like, do I, I think that I am, but am I, like, my biggest worry is, like, I, my perception of myself is wildly different than everyone else's Mm -hmm. perception of me. Mm -hmm. And am I just going through life thinking that I'm, like, a funny, cool, like, you want to listen to me because I have great advice type of person? Or am I just, like, one of those, like, annoying fucking people? If it makes you feel any better, I, I did date a very successful comedian, like, Netflix, whatever. Yeah. Literally every other day when he would, because you bomb all the time as a comedian. Of course. He would just question why, if he's funny. Yeah. Or if he, why he's even fucking doing this. And he's like getting paid tons of money. Yeah. To travel the world at comic comedy strips. And this is constant with all comedians. I saw Colin Quinn perform, who's like my dad's friend growing up. And afterwards he came over and he goes, ah, that sucked. That really sucked. I sucked out there. Yeah. I'm not funny. So like. I'll go into podcasts sometimes and I'll like think myself into like 
oh my god, what if I forgot how to be funny today? Yeah. Like, because it's not like a physical thing. It's your brain. I'm like, what if I just like forget how to form sentences today? Yeah. Or like I, I place a joke and like no one laughs. And like it, that's kind of how I think my biggest fear is that like no one's laughing with me. I hate people who don't laugh, who don't laugh easily. Yeah, that's like, I mean, like, I like working for a joke. I don't want, like, it easy. I don't want it to be easy where it's just like, you're laughing at me because you're my parents. Laugh easy as in, like, you get we're joking here. Well, right. I don't yeah. like people that are so offended by everything. Because yeah. then, like, comedy's just going to be dead and it's not going to be funny anymore. And like, Can I tell you something real right now? Yeah, rule. I th- some real shit. I do think that you've been very focused on Andy. Uh-huh. And you've, even with that have this crazy successful podcast you're you're doing all these other projects and you have your show and stuff at what point do you think you're gonna say thank you andy and put yourself first god i think about that all the time i mean that's an insecurity too like what the fuck is my next step i think that's gonna be i think i'd like to tell myself i'd know when i'd know and if i get a job opportunity or that will pays, never be the right time and it might not be i mean and, and there's always that possibility I mean, as the, in like it's never right or wrong it's just a feeling it's, i think it's just going to be a feeling i mean listen as we said before i could stay with andy forever mm-hmm. and it wouldn't which is be incredible a, and it wouldn't be a bad life like uh, th- that being a plan b is a great plan b and i don't have i shouldn't be worried about that and mm-hmm. other people like have no idea or no focus or don't get to work for an amazing man it's funny because i was the bartender on watch what happens live recently i saw that you looked hot i know i loved your your, you go excuse me what's your your comment on it and i was like i love this i think that's what i said in my head i was like excuse me excuse me i was like oh hey um and he said like you've been working for me for seven years now and, and and MJ, who's from Shots of Sunset on Bravo, was mm-hmm. like, yeah, when are you going to let her go? She's hilarious. She's so funny. I love her. I love being swaddled, swa- swaddled in her boobs. Sorry, it's a lot of <laughs> boob talk for me today. But, like, she's got enormous boobs. Mm-hmm. Like, jai fuck. It's like, like a me nugget. and you on her fucking chest. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And, you know, she was like, well, when are you going to let Darren go? And he's like, I'm giving her as much freedom as possible because I don't want her to leave me and I want her to do her own thing. I just don't mm. want her to leave me because I really need her. But and he I love lets her. you do your own thing to an extent. But I think... In but he this, comes first. Like, yeah. And that's how I wanted it. Like, if he's texting me, I'm going to fucking respond back. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what. He is the text, the call that I'm picking up. Mm-hmm. I think when an opportunity comes across for a game show or some type of hosting thing that I think would be successful that matches me, I will leave him for that. Do you think he would hook you up? Or he's going to keep you. The thing about Andy is that, and a lot of people are like, why doesn't he just give you your own show? I'm like, that's not really how it works. And that's not what I would want. I want to earn that. Oh, yeah. You know, Andy's not pushing those doors open for me. I'm pushing those doors open. Talk about insecurity. If he just gave you a show the whole time, you'll be like, do I deserve this? Exactly. I I didn't earn this. And everyone in the audience would read into that, too. Mm -hmm. He's not pushing those doors open for me. I'm pushing them. But he's allowing them to stay open. And he's greeting me at the other end of it, if that makes sense. Like. I create those opportunities for myself and he allows me to go off and he promotes them and he's like, yeah, show up, you know, go take a I think he's a great mentor too because he's not like a comedian. He was just a hardworking guy He's exactly in the himself office. on TV, which is what you and I wanted and to that's, be. And that's exactly how yeah. you are. It's This is the hard thing is like it's about an X factor. Yeah. And you can't, it's not like sports where it's like, well, you know, her pitch is 70 yeah, miles per hour and her great. serve is this. And it's, there's no stats. It's yeah. a feeling that you give people and... 
and also it us loving what we do. It's an energy. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's easy to get insecure about yourself. Because I'll get off podcasts and they're like, you killed it. And, and I'm, I'm like, like I don't even remember what I talked about. And I hope it was good. Yeah. I was like, I thought I was so boring or said nothing interesting. Oh, and when you listen to yourself, you're, like I I'll start a sentence. I'll be like, Jesus, Hannah, that was boring. I, and it, I, like, I didn't even let myself talk. Yeah. No. But like, do you watch your Betches videos back? I mean, you must watch like a couple when cuts I of them. When I edit it, by the end, I'm like, this is the least funny thing yeah. I've ever well, that's, heard. Well, that's an edit. Because you've, watched, you've it watched it so times. many times. I look at myself like I'll appreciate it, but I won't laugh at it like I'll laugh at someone else's video. Because it ain't like, laughter comes from like when you feel like someone tricked you. Like, and oh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> and with me, I'm just like, look at that forehead. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's what I've been saying this entire fucking time. Um, I've been holding up signs being like, dear God, I can't see anything. The reflection off that thing is blinding me. <laughs> but it's It is true. also 115 degrees in New York City right now. That's why I'm not wearing a bra. Don't I fuck? I wish I wish I was not wearing a bra right now. I don't need to wear bras, do I? Can if I ask you a question? Yeah. Wait, say that. It's like if you have smaller boobs, does that make you more or less likely to wear a bra? Less. So you shouldn't be able to. You should not wear a bra if you have small boobs. Even though, like, my nipples will be hard in the cold and you can just see them through my shirt. That's like, how mine are right now. Through. No, no, your nipples aren't showing through. Oh, they're soft right now. Because it's fucking hot in here. Because it's getting it's The getting nipples hot. are relaxed. It's getting hot in here. Yeah, it's, getting, it's like hell. I have a question. Yes. When was the last time you were depressed? I define depression. Like, at a place where you felt kind of helpless or kind of dark or just not motivated and didn't feel happy with yourself um that's a really good question i i went through a really traumatic breakup with an ex-girlfriend years ago that really it didn't make me question myself but i was really in a bad way about Mm -hmm. it Mm because like her her mother had hate crimed me essentially is like a better way to put it like threatened my life i had been dating this girl for like a few months I should have probably known this because she was from Alabama and she Yeesh. was she was Baptist and I'm not and like I'm not um, I'm not saying that all people from Alabama or are, are Baptists are like this but like I'm from a very progress like my parents are hippies like where I'm are you from again Montclair New Jersey oh yeah so I like grew up very progressive and she was super religious I've never dated anyone like wildly religious but I'm not and she liked me and dated me so I thought like. There's a little wiggle room She probably here. looked up to you a little in terms of your freedom of right. choice. And-, and she moved to New York. Like, if you're an uber-religious person, like, you're not trying to move to New York and be a bartender. Was she still religious after being out? So she wasn't out, and that was kind of the problem, and she went Is home. that kind of hot to date a girl who everyone no. thinks is straight? Oh. No, it's not. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> Maybe when I was, like, 20, it was hot, because I was like, oh, we're so like- secretive. Now I'm like... Just well, it's so now much, it's like, kind of like what kind what of work have issue? you done on yourself that you don't know who you are at thirty? Well, and like I mean, I don't want to judge other people's paths, but a lot of them it's very blatant. At twenty five, you should have your shit together. She was turning twenty five. At thirty, now I'm like I'm not gonna be somebody's like hidden person. No. Like I don't need that. I, I like express who the fuck you are. I don't care who you are. Just yeah. like own it. And she went home to Alabama during the holidays to go come out like to say that like I'm in love with you. And she said like I'm in love with you. I want to be with you. And that day her mom called me when I thought it was her. So I picked up the phone. I was like, "Hey baby." <gasps> fucking like, "Oh my god." Like now thinking back about that. And her mother was like, "Is this Darren?" And I and I thought cuz I'm such a positive person that she was calling to like get to know me <laughs> like she was like that's i just want to meet the girl that my daughter's in love with because that's how my parents that's would how be it fucking should have been 
Yeah, that's literally it was 2015 at the 2014 at the time. Like I wasn't I was like, this can't be a real thing. Like people don't hate gay people. Right. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, that's so crazy. Oh, my God. So I was like, she just wants to get to making know me. Your daughter happy. Well, <laughs> funny you say that. So she calls me and she's like, is this Darren? I was like, yeah. And she was like, you fuck. Can I just say like derogatory terms on here? Does it matter? Yeah. You guys don't care. I mean, I want it to be she, real. She was like, you fucking faggot. I have a shotgun. I don't know if my daughter told you I'm going to come to New York and I'm going to put that shotgun down your fucking throat and I'm going to blow your goddamn head off if you talk to my daughter anymore. And I hear my girlfriend at the time just like crying in the background, crying in the background. I'm at work. I'm at work getting this phone call, okay? So I'm standing there just like shocked, and I just keep saying, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. But the first thing I said, because I really, now afterwards, I wanted to say the ma'am thing to just like really sell it home that Mm -hmm. you're like, you're. I said it like snarkily. But I said to her when she first called me like a faggot and like tried to ruin my life, I said, I think you're underestimating the happiness that I bring to your daughter's life. Which is the exact wrong thing to say. But in my defense, it was pure. And I was like, Take a step back. You're a mother who's literally telling your daughter's love of her life that she is not human because she's in love with your own child. Like, it it was so eye-opening to me. And I, you that know. That people exist out there like that. That especially parents exec- exist like that out there because your child has to come first and your child's happiness has to come first. And, you know, this girl was a good person. It wasn't like she moved to New York, became gay, and, like, all of a sudden started shooting up bars. Like, (laughs) she was perfectly great. And But, um, you know, she kept calling me. As she made the girl come on the phone, she was like, tell that faggot that you choose me over her. And the girl had to come on the phone and say, she was like, I choose my mom over you. And was, like, bawling her eyes out. Now, granted, when that happened, I was super devastated, loss of a relationship, didn't know how to react, cried to Andy in his office, the only time I've ever cried at work. He was such a papa bear to me. Got me a massage. He, like, wanted to write her a letter. He wrote about it in his book. Like, it was, he took care of me. But with that being said, I got to hang up that phone go back to Bravo, which is literally everyone is gay there, to work for an amazingly gay person, to go to my super accepting gay family in a super accepting gay city. Like, I got to I, I got to end that conversation feeling super confident about who I was. I felt so horrible for my mm. that girl that I mm-hmm. dated because she had nothing and also, no one. Also, it's kind of like... When coming out, I feel like that's your biggest fear. Yeah. That someone looks you in the face and is like, you fucking faggot. Like, you are not. She, I literally said, I remember saying to her, yes, ma'am, answering to her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you said ma'am. Like, she, she's like, she's like, clearly there must be something human about you, you fucking, like, robot asshole. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, and I just wanted to be like, I feel so bad for you. Like, what type of life, like, what type of life do you have to? What kind? What happened to you that you feel this they're, way? It, they're taking hate it's from ignorance. other things and putting it towards you through ignorance. Yeah, because they think that's okay. Mm-hmm. This is a side note. Yeah, about mental health. Yeah. I've been watching Netflix about documentaries about pedophilia, and this <laughs> and this recent one was talking yeah. about instead of hating pedophiles and being angry at them, realize that it's like a mental health problem it is it's a disease so it's like is it a is it a fetish and these guys are just sick or is it a mental disease that you should get treatment from this one guy put his face on it and was like i'm a pedophile and i've never touched a kid yeah i need to go through treatment but so, i have the recognition but i have that the this recognition isn't this isn't normal right but it's like no, being gay is not a disease at all no That's no, not no. What i'm saying i'm just saying that a lot of people instead of hating things 
inform yourself about it so maybe you can like fix things and honestly like even in today's political climate no matter what side you end up being on i just think that both sides first off it shouldn't just be two sides but i think both sides could use a little helping of like trying to understand the other side no matter what it is because i think if you have a general knowledge of the other position and you're able to put yourselves at least in their shoes and be like okay i don't agree with this standpoint but i see why you might because i see why you would care about that based on your background or your upbringing or your point of view i think that would really help make the conversation more vital and mm-hmm. more important as opposed to just being like, you faggotator, you yeah, there, fucking She was not calling like, you to have a conversation. This woman was not. And, it, it, you know, and that's why after I said, like, I think you're underestimating the happiness I bring to your daughter, I realize now that, like, that was probably, that it doesn't matter it what I was going to say. one ear out the other. Totally. All she wanted to do was threaten my life. And I had to call a lawyer, and I, you know, I wanted to go on record that I got my life threatened, and, you know, she had to come back to New York to move out, and she knew where I lived. So I was like, oh, my God. God, like, I I don't want to die. You know, it's very, very, very traumatic. But I never questioned who I was. But it was it was such a depressing state for me because. So have you ever like wished you were straight? Um, sometimes not not because I I hate being gay, but sometimes I'm like, oh, it's so much easier dealing with men than women. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I feel like it's just so like men men are not emotional, and I'm so not like. But they're so dumb, like. But like, I can work you, with dumb. I can't work with emotion. Like I can, I can mold dumb. I can't mold emotion. Like my girlfriend's like, you, you're a straight boy. I'm like, I am a straight. Can boy. Can I tell you a recent fight I witnessed between a friend and her boyfriend? Yeah, I like that we're using air quotes around friend yeah. and boyfriend for that matter. Like these non existing entities. I was just using entities. my fingers. Yeah, yeah right. But basically, they'd been fighting because of like he cheated on her once or whatever. So they've underlying shit going on. Yeah, they're in a car. He's changing the channel. You're in the back seat, or like, how are you? Witnessing I'm in the back this? seat. Okay, thank God. So I was he's like, he's. Oh no, I, I just like to creep on people. You're like, I have a secret recorder I was in on the everyone's closet. phones. Like, what? I just like to know how my friends' relationships are going. Okay, yeah. I care. You too. <laughs> there creepily. is there is a good Netflix documentary about being about voyeurism. But anyway, that's besides I think the point. I saw that. It was good. Yeah. It was kind of it was slow at that, in the beginning. It was at that motel. Hotel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very slow. Actually, I don't think I got through it. But anyway. But he's, he's good. He's changing the <laughs> channel for the music, yeah. and she's trying to kiss him. And he's like, "Babe, I need to change your channel." And she tries to kiss him, and she he's like, "Babe, I'm changing your channel." And then she freaks out and starts crying. That's okay, like li- that's. But that's literally two people being on two different waves lanes. She wants affection because she's insecure that he cheated on her before. Right. He is so fucking fucking done in the moment, just wants to change it, and can't take a second from his logical brain to realize all he has to do is turn and kiss his girlfriend and he'll avoid all this shit. That's such a dude thing to do. This is the difference between being straight and being gay. You're like, like, I see a vein popping out of your forehead, (laughs) like getting so mad at this guy just wanting to change the music journal. And for me, I'm just kind of like, yeah, he just wanted to, he just didn't want to like fucking crash the car and just wanted to change the goddamn channel. Like, wait a minute. It's the Like, that's how I would be. And I would never flip out on someone who was like, like, I'll be like, okay, fine. Then kiss me in two minutes. Like, I just, I work so much better with men. Present company included, of course. It's, and it's funny. I do work well with men because I grew up playing tennis and training with a lot of them. Yeah. So I knew immediately I was either had to show that I was in with them and I was cool or it was going to fucking suck training with them every day. Yeah. So I like. You feed off of men's. I, I, like, I, I love men. And when I say that, like, I it's not like I like I never felt bad about being gay. Certainly when I started, certainly when I found out and I discovered that, I was nervous about what other people were going to say or were going to do and mm-hmm. like it, you know, it changes your perspective. Having kids is a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, it definitely changes your life, but I never 
I never felt bad about it. But like, I, I do think like personality wise, I think I, I grew up men. in New York City. I grew up in Brooklyn, so I have a whole different. It's like the lesbian capital of the world. Park now Slope, it really. I don't know how it was Park when Slope, you were like growing up. It still was just my my literally my girlfriend lives in Brooklyn. I'm going to Brooklyn after this. So yeah, that makes sense. it's going to be the great. You need to move to Brooklyn Heights or Dumbo, oh and have like in Williamsburg, which is already that too. Like, but it's going to be hard with the, with the L train. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, my fourth grade teacher was a lesbian, and like. I knew she was a lesbian in fourth grade. I don't know how, but it's like known. And you called her Colleen. There was no oh, Miss well, or Mrs. I mean, her name's Colleen. <laughs> I mean, come on. That's like every Colleen out there. And, but this and is my barbs. This is You're my gay. fucking problem. Yeah. How people have a problem with gay people when it's literally like, oh, you have a problem with what they do in bed, like who they're attracted to. Yeah. You probably do so many more fucked up things in bed, but you're mad that you're giving cunnilingus to a girl. It's probably way better than the dude would ever do it. Well, I mean, this is sort of like when Roy Moore was going after it in, in Alabama, and we were like, literally, you care that <laughs> men, or uh, you know, men are, are are sucking each other's dicks, and women are going down on each other, but you're fucking sixteen year old girls. Like, <laughs> there is a circuit in your brain that just that's not. Right. I just don't care about people's relationships. Like, I don't give a fuck who you like. Well, this is kind of why politically and morally, like, I my my philosophy is that you can do whatever you want as long as you don't violate anybody else's rights. The government should get out of my wallet and get the fuck out of my bedroom. Ooh. Preach! And, like, stop. I kind of like when the government watches me on my webcam because I love attention. Oh, that's, yeah. Like, my ex was super crazy. He would, like, put a Band-Aid over it, and he'd be, like, on your computer. Yeah. And he's like, why don't you put a Band-Aid over it? I'm like, um, because sometimes I get lonely, and I like to give him a little show. Uh like peep through that band-aid a little bit. <laughs> I got a really bad spam email the other day that had um, my name and then like an old password I used to something like years <gasps> ago. And it was like, I see what you're doing on those porn sites. I've hacked into your camera and I'm going to send them. It was like, I'm going to send it to 11, 11, 11 of your contacts and ruin your life unless you send me $8,000. And I called my dad. I was like, dad i was like is this true and he was like um he was like uh like do, he's like depends what porn site yeah on. and he was and, and it was like i'm gonna send this porn video around here he was like my dad's like uh i'll let you know when i get that porn video but i'm pretty confident this is a fucking scam and i was that like it happened oh. to my dad once and he told me i'm like ew dad like i want to see that tape but i don't because i'm fucking sick now, with that said... Yeah, good segue. <laughs> You're great on we, those. I want to end with a quick game. Okay. Okay. I love games. Seven Deadly Sins. What are you greedy about? Money. Absolutely money. Do you uh, save like crazy? Yeah, I'm frugal, but like I want to, I'm very focused on money. And like, I'm not cheap. Like there's a difference between being frugal and being cheap. Like mm -hmm. I'll pay for a drink. I'll pay for this. But like, I'm really not taking taxi cabs everywhere. I'll walk everywhere. Mm -hmm. I try and take the subway. I try not to be, the only thing I tend to be extravagant about is clothes. Because mm. I always need. Where's your number one place to shop? Oh my God. Um, I love Rag and Bone. I love Vince. I love You're the Couples. I love bougie. Helmet Lang. Oh my God. You are so bougie. I'm bougie, dude. I'm fucking bougie. Every and everything I wear looks the exact same because it's black. Do you like Jack Threads? Um, yeah. Wait, is that the Okay. Yeah. This I like Jack Threads. Okay. What are you envious of? Successful rich people. And Andy, I guess. I guess I'm envious of. Like, I want to be 
not in a negative way, but I want to be successful. So on my because you right. hung out with him so much, doesn't that desensitize you to be like, oh, he's not necessarily happier than anyone else just because he's successful? Or do you really? Yeah, I think I think I think it does. Like after you get a certain, like if I won a million dollars today, it would be fucking great. Yeah. But in like a year, it so all many helmeting. I'd get. Pops. I'd wear. I'd be. I'd look like fucking alien, and I'd be avant garde and like heroin chic every fucking day, and I, I would look love dope as chic. shit. That's like that's my ideal look: heroin chic. Mm. That's what I want. I want to look like I'm on heroin, but like chic as fuck because that's cool. Super offensive. Yeah, cause... it's like. It's cool. Okay. Anyway, it's so it all levels out. Um, I think it did like desensitize me a little bit because I was like, okay, like he has problems just like us. You know what I mean? Like he likes a free, sh- free shit every now and then. Like he's gonna argue a twenty dollar Amex bill. He's gonna argue with it about <laughs> it. Like if it's a double charge, and I'm like, really? I just like- love meeting like rich, successful people and seeing like, yeah, they have this normal stresses throughout the day it's not like they walk on a cloud now because yeah. money's just flowing for them and people know their name yeah yeah well well i mean right exactly i think i'm because we're me and you were always gonna be chasing su- success and like, i hope you're gonna so. have a game show and we're gonna be sitting here and you're gonna be like what else can we start do? like this like and that's yeah. how we live our life it's about the journey it's never about reaching one place because if you're constantly trying to hit a goal you're never going to be happy you have to enjoy it. why did i turn brooklyn put, on that can you put some sappy music on that shit like right there it's like <laughs> it's like the more you know like a hannah psa is what that it's is it's just fucking true like you can spend your whole life chasing a goal or find a journey that you enjoy yeah and i think my dad always said that i was the type of kid who like ran towards their fear not away from it so their fear my fear was always motivating me you know like I would I was one of those kids that studied literally 18 hours for like a spelling exam and I'd take it and I'd be like I failed and then I get 100 like Mm -hmm. I was always that person who just doubted themselves but that made me work so much harder it's so funny yeah I have so many issues like my anxiety would cause me sometimes to in matches like just lose my forehand like I overthought it so much that I'm like I can't hit my forehand today but and I have anxiety in a lot of different ways, but I'm like stupidly fearless. Right. Like I'll play in front of a crowd of 200 people knowing that I like can't hit my forehand, but still go out there and Fuck, do it yeah, for like do. 11 years. So like as long as you keep, just be fucking fearless about it, even if you're insecure the whole time. <laughs> what do you call it in tennis if you're like consistently having bad serves or bad it's, whatever? I Is call it, it shanks? It's called the yips. The yips. So shanks are if you like hit it. The yips are like Tiger Woods, like couldn't hit a chip, and he's the because it's all mental. Right, I'm thinking like, oh, shank again. It's like a or mind something. block. Yips. So you get it's called oh, I have the yips, and it's also like a baseball player. There's been guys who like you can't even throw to first base from totally. shortstop, or like you're it's, pitching, you it's can't a get mental anyone out. thing. And like I've struggled with that in my career. Yeah, at like a very high level, which is weird because. You're like, oh, I've been doing this since I was four. Why can't I hit a forehand right now? Right, right. But that's why, like, I was so fixated with, like, mental health and the mind. And I never quit. But I and I probably should have quit earlier for my mental health. Yeah. But it's like it shows. Now you are the way you are. Is that what we're <laughs> but it sh- I love that quote of like, just keep going towards your fear because it's either going to teach you something in some form or you're going to fucking just like conquer that fear yeah never let it paralyze you and that's yeah. i think what you and i are kind of living testaments of like you might be so scared that your forehand i don't even know what the fuck you're talking about yeah. is bad but like that doesn't mean that's just an opportunity for you to prove yourself wrong exactly because i realized that voice in my head that is anxiety isn't me right no it's, it's all of your fears i thought that everything from my mind was like what i should listen to like yeah. oh this and it's like Hannah, no sweetie. that's some bullshit sweetie don't do that that is some bullshit <laughs> yeah but i didn't learn that till later 
God. And now I'm Jesus telling the Christ. world. Jesus Lord. We're almost done. Oh, thank God. What was the last time you experienced extreme wrath? So when was the last time you got really fucking angry? Oh, I got. Are you a pretty cool cat? I'm a pretty cool cat. You are. Um, I get road rage for sure. <laughs> like honk that horn. All like if it's a green light. What do you call people when they like come in front of you? What's your oh, name? I'll just be like motherfucker, or I'll say mm. horseshit, which I really like saying. Horseshit say is horse such shit, a white thing to say. But horseshit. But it's also therapeutic when you yell horseshit. 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 Like you feel better. Horseshit. Yeah. Like yes, and motherfucker is amazing. <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Um, mm. Definitely, I use all that. Um, probably at my girlfriend, like when she was like, we got into a fight, and I'm normally cool, calm, and collected. But like, if you, if you catch me in a bad mood or you're fucking aggravating me, like I will, I just can't stop, and like I'll unleash. But mm. I'm, I'm like fairly calm. I don't throw around names or anything like that. It's funny because I'm like seeing this British guy right now, and he says cunt so often it's like completely desensitized but he'll be like i was at the office and this cunt took the last decaf coffee and i'm like Like, what the fuck like chill out bro but now yesterday i was like oh my boss is being such a cunt (laughs) take that out yesterday i was like oh my coworkers being such a take that one out yeah yesterday i was like who can i say is a cunt not get in trouble yesterday i was like oh my friend's being such a cunt and he was like Bernie, he calls me Bernie. He's like Bernie. That was, I was like, oh, so when I go too far, right, right. Like, right. I, but also when Americans say it, it's like gross. It's like cunt. Yeah, we don't when say he anything. Says it, he's well. like cunt. Yeah, it's like nicer cunt. if you, it's in an accent. Of course, when Anyways. I walked in here, all three guys called me a cunt. So <laughs> hey, cunt! I was like, uh-huh. I go, that's Mrs. Cunt. To yeah, you. I was like, excuse me, that's so cunt Esquire. When to was you. the last time you were lazy? You don't come off as a you seem like a person that guilt trips yourself to never be lazy. Yes. When was the last time you were lazy? Um, yesterday I was, I had, well, I wasn't feeling great. Oh, when you were late today, you just like said you had an errand, but you were just yeah, sitting on the just couch. Yeah, I was like fucking around masturbating. Um, <laughs> I smoke a lot of pot oh, and yeah. that encourages laziness, I guess. Like it, it encourages my lethargy with things. So, so you're like, I can be lazy cause I'm high right now. Totally. I'm just really like, you know what? Do I want to go do this or do I want to eat a bag of fucking smart food popcorn? What's your munchie of choice? Oh, Cheez-Its are so good. Cheez-Its. Yeah. I eat a lot of, like, Cheez-Its, beef jerky, animal crackers. Like, anything from Trader... I'm, like, fucking disgusting. Uh, Like, I'm not eating fast food. I'm eating, like, almonds. Like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I don't know why. I'm like a new age... almonds people? I'm, like, one of those new age stoners. It's so funny. You're like, is this soy free? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. What was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? This is kind of a tough one. I'm the I'm a really bad sore loser, and I think that's actually why I want to become a game show host, so I don't have to participate in the so game. You can and see I can other like, people be like, "You fucking suck, loser!" And I have no stake in the game, so I'd be like, "Oh, too bad, you got it wrong." Whereas if it was me, I'd be like, oh, "I'm so worthless." Uh, so oh, I still remember matches I lost when I'm 11. And I'm totally. so upset about it. I like wake up in the middle of the night about it. I am terrible a, loser. I'm a terrible. I actually terrible quit loser. tennis because I felt like I was more. I hated losing more than I loved winning. I think that's... And I, it just wasn't actually, fun anymore. I think anymore. that's like Like, accurate. I'd win, and I'd be like, thank God. And then if I lost, I'd be like, <gasps> I fucking hate right now. Yeah, yeah. I got a 60 once on a spelling bee in third grade, <laughs> and I came home, and I cried to my mom, and she was like, did you study? And I was like, no. <laughs> and it was like, a light bulb went off, and then I still have the award, because after that, for 29 weeks, I got a straight 100 in a row. 
Still have the award. Third okay, grade. You don't have to Preach. brag about no, it, it. This shows my fucking neuroticism. No, but it's true. You're crazy. I think that's why we yes. connect. It's funny because we met each other being like pretty sane, but our crazies connected underneath. Yeah, oh my God. They were like holding hands in the middle. Ugh, when I took you to, to, um, to the place that has the mechanical bull and like that was really when we got to like fall in love and even the waitress that could tell something was up like she was a character in our conversation like everyone was coming up to us we were just like no we had good vibes we had great vibes great vibes so i'm setting you up for this last one to complete okay the show okay when was the last time you lusted over someone oh my god um not girlfriend include. Well, I guess I didn't really lust outside of um, you know, present company excluded, of course, because I'm constantly lusting after Hannah Burner. Oh, I, I in college, I like was in love with a girl, the first girl who ever really kissed me for legitimately ten years. Like I fell out of love with her probably three or four years ago, and that was like a ten-year running. Think it just was because she was your first. It could have been. I mean, it's hard to tell. Like what. But then again, like, I've been in love and obsessed with girls before who have kissed me. And there's this girl, like, she just... Do you still check her Instagram? She lives 30 blocks from me. We're still friends. Like, we, we, we've we talked about this many times before. Does like, Carson know? Uh, she does know. I mean, she well, does... she knows now. She knows, like, of the past. Yeah, she knows now. <laughs> she's not listening to this, please. She's got way better things to do, <laughs> Hannah. Uh, she's way too big and powerful to be listening to my podcast uh, with you. And uh, <laughs> that's why I can talk shit. Hate you, Carson. Um, no, I mean, she knew that, like, this girl was the first person I ever... But, like, I don't lust after her now. Mm -hmm. But I definitely, de like, wrote letters to her, like, definitely lusted. And when did she have to file a... <laughs> As a restraining order? Restraining order you. you. know what? Like, uh, it's funny because, like, she, every time I text her, she'd be like, new phone, who dis? I'm like, but I've told you 45 <laughs> times who this is. Like, how do you keep having a new phone? <laughs> so I want to thank you. Oh, you're welcome. For joining me in hell. I feel like we've talked through some shit. I definitely know you a little bit better. I feel... I if it's possible, Therapist. I feel closer to you. I hope you do. I did touch your boob. And I liked it. Okay, so like we, I already got to second base. We haven't even kissed, and I got to second base. I like skipping bases. Yeah, me too. It's more fun. Yeah, and I'm a cheater because I like to win. You just go straight for a What's hold. the cheating quote? Uh, what do you mean the cheating quote? Did I give you a cheating quote? Mm -hmm. It was someone else, but it's like if you're oh, not great. cheating, I you're not doing trying. It right. Yes, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Well, that is the moral of the podcast. Carson, that's but, um, not true. Everyone should follow... At Carpe Darren, C-A-R-P-E-D-A-R-Y-N. It's like Carpe Diem, but not. And it's she just my name. She thinks it's so fucking clever. It's so annoying. It's my name backwards. It's her name backwards. She's very excited about I'm it. I'm just saying, it's brilliant. If you want to see how good looking she is in person, definitely do that. Are you sweating because I'm so good looking or because it's 100 degrees outside? I'm just very oily in general. Me too. I'm Italian. Me too. Although you did like me in that blazer and watch what happens live. I'm just saying. You thought I was attractive. Like, for a split second. When I said second, excuse me, I just meant, like, why are you on my feet? Oh. <laughs> excuse me. Unfollowing. That's fair. That's fair. And you can leave hell now. Okay, good. Thank God. <laughs> Is that the way you're ending this podcast? I don't know how to end it. No, no. You need to what have some sort of, like, catchphrase. Like, okay. something to do with Stay hell, classy, like devil. Okay, let's, that's a working. That's I don't think I don't think the room's feeling that uh, here, um, and I don't think the audience is either. Like, let's just workshop some things. We'll talk offline. We'll really discuss. But I don't think you should be like, okay. My first one I did, I just now. said bye. I actually think that's way funnier if you're just like mid sentence. Okay, 
Bye. Like, you should ghost on all of your guests that come here. <laughs> and after they finish, you don't even do a sign-off. Just, like, end the recording. Or, like, insult them and then leave because that's also Okay, so my final insult yeah, to you. Yeah, here we go. Oh, God, I set myself up for this. Is You're too pretty. I think you should try a center part because you always do a side part. <laughs> It's my part. Do people try different parts? Yep, you can go think on that for a while. You can go wow, Hannah. planted a seed in your head. I feel like I would look like a little Catholic girl if I parted my hair in the center. You don't think so? We'll test this. I know what this. I'll do. Thank you for burning in hell. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh.